You're not about that life, champ. I can see it. Game over, man. Game over. He runs with the 50. He runs with the 40. The guy is drunk. About playoffs? You kidding me? Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Here we go. Playing to win the game. That was one heck of a timeout. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Ron is in trouble. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. DA Hunter sarcastically speaking about sports podcast. So the fucking Kings go out and hire a head coach. That would be uh, Mr. Mike Brown, uh, assistant coach for the... uh, I was going to say Golden State Warriors. I should say San Francisco Warriors. But the Warriors for, what, the last seven, eight years? My first reaction is, is really another Warriors cast off? Really? I mean, Mark Jackson was the name that everyone was saying they were pumping. That's who they were really excited about. Who also actually was associated with the Warriors, but it was early on that he was... You know, the coach, he was the one that started the whole thing. Then they shit canned him, bring in Kerr, and thus create their dynasty. Um, Mike Brown is coach. What did he coach? The, he's coached the Cleveland. I think he was like an interim coach for the Lakers or whatever for a minute. I don't know. But my first reaction is, is again, like I said, I feel like I feel like the, the owner, Ron Adive, he was a minority owner in the Warriors, you know, comes over, you know, sells his divests from them, buys the Kings. He's the majority uh, shareholder, which makes him the owner of the Kings. And I just feel like he was just kept trying to just pull off that Warriors thing. He brings in, they bring in Walt, and they shit can fucking Dave Yeager, who was doing a great job. But they see that, that Walton, who had gotten fired from the Lakers job, was open. So, of course, they got to jump and bring him in. And he didn't, he, yeah, he was a whole lot of, they should have stuck with Yeager, gave him. But so uh, you look, and they give this this Mike Brown individual a, um, Go give him a four-year deal. If you're gonna give him a four-year deal, then at least give him fucking four years. Is all I'm saying. Okay, at least do that. I'm not happy about it, but at this point, dude, the Kings haven't won. Um, I've been to the playoffs in 16 years. 16 years of losing seasons, and it's a trip because you can't. You're like, it's been 16 fucking years. It's been that long that they've been losing. When you sit, you, you you can't wrap your head around You're like, wow, so basically we're the worst team in the league. All the Sacramento jokes that you're always hearing, the shitting on, getting shit on from other podcasts, is um, it's warranted because not good. So when it's all said and done, let's please hope, please hope we can at least just, you know, let's let's, let's get like a, get us close. To the first year, I'd like to at least be as close to 500 as we can get. Then the next year, but who knows? You know, because like you look at the team and I don't even know what direction to go. I personally don't think they should have gotten. They shouldn't have got rid of Halliburton. I think they should have got rid of Fox. I feel like he's the guy that they paid, but like his crunch time decisions aren't. Yeah, he's not. I don't feel like he's the guy. He's gonna put up numbers for you, but he's not winning games. He's not gonna put a team on his back like, like your boy, um, but your boy, like maybe like a Giannis or a LeBron. But I mean, those are trend. Those are. Trend, what are the transition transcendent players i guess but anyway you know what hey give them a fair shake it's all we can do otherwise it's 17 more another year of just shit for the kings you got it we got to break this cycle, baby.
So um, last night we had uh, what was it? War- Warriors, Memphis, Game Four in San Francisco, not Oakland. Again, that I'm all. I think I'm always going to do that. I'm always gonna accidentally call them the um, Oakland, you know, or the Golden State the Warriors. No, they're the San Francisco Warriors because that's where they fucking play in San Francisco at Chase Center. Chase Center is in San Francisco, baby. Yes. But um, series is tied up. No, it's not tied up. It's no, it's three one. Um, the Warriors win last night with uh, with a uh, John Morantless Memphis team. They get Dylan back after his one game suspension for the technic for the flagrant he got. Which I don't really think. I think he should have got the flagrant. Maybe even ejected. But I don't think he should have been thrown out another game but you know they're just trying to even it up because of the shit that happened with day day the 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 game before just knee-jerk type bullshit but the real the, the real real reason you want to talk about this series is when coming into it i mean the the memphis grizzlies are they actually got the better seed they're higher than the warriors but the warriors they have all the players all the vets the emerging stars you you know pool kaminga They've got all, dude. They've, it's, they've got like levels of talent. Just, I mean, they're 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 stocked for another run, another run, a couple years to the play, to the for the championship. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies gave them all they could handle last night, and it's a trip because they they talked about it. They talked about the fact that well, we've talked about it. We've seen it all season. The fact that the the Memphis Grizzlies have won games. I think they what they say they won like twenty five games without John Morant, and it's a trip. They're a different team without him. They're more of a team, but with him, you know, he he puts them over the top. He's like I talked about earlier. He's become one of those players that can you know put a team on his back and win a fucking game. Um, but the real, the real story we're here would have to be the reason he's out. He's not pulling playing because he had a knee injury and a knee injury, um, end of, end of game three, um, Jordan pools, guarding him swipes at the ball. And if you ask me, he inadvertently, you know, grabs his knee and it wasn't even, it didn't even look like it was ha- aggressive or harsh or anything, but you, but then you see Morant on the sidelines grabbing it and, uh, obviously, you know, he's held out this game. And then I guess he puts out a tweet that says Jordan Poole broke the code. He put the tweet out and was out for a little while. Then he deleted it, which number one, <laughs> number one, first of all, look, if you're a celebrity, an athlete, if you're anybody of note and you're dealing in Twitter, social media or anything, that shit's in permanent fucking ink, stupids. Once you put it out there, it's out there. You can try to erase it all you want. It doesn't matter. You put it on the internet. So taking it down, all that does is create more of a fucking story. So he takes it down. It doesn't matter. Everyone's already seen it. Um, and dismissing it. Um, but Jordan Poole cracks me up because then a, a day or two later, he responds. And here's, here he says, I quote, it wasn't a dirty play. I went for the basketball. Should have went for his balls, but I don't think he has any. Couldn't even tag me in his tweet. Damn, Jordan Poole. That's Taylor Jenkins and Ja calling him dirty. So, yeah. So, so Jordan Poole takes a couple of jabs at him. He's, he's in balls. And number two, he talks about, you didn't even you didn't tag me in the tweet because he, well, he put it up and then fucking erased it. So, he's like, how do I even know? You didn't put my name in it. Be a man, nigga. Ja Morant. Number one is fucking exciting to watch. I almost didn't really want to watch the game last night because he wasn't playing. 
but he's exciting to watch. But one thing that you're starting to see now is, is I feel like he's like my boy pointed it out earlier. I was like, yeah, I think like his dad and people around him, he's, he's really starting to believe all the hype and as well he should, but it's like, it's one of those things to where you don't, you want him to still be that aggressive, go for it, you know, uh, exciting, thrilling player that'll dunk on anybody. But at the same time, you still want him to remain, you know, have a sense of humility, just a little sense of humility. Like, like maybe like Greek freak. That dude just goes out there and fucking plays hard all the time. That's the type of shit you want. And I'm not even going to go in. I'm not, we're not even going to talk about T. Morant anymore. We're just going to leave him alone. Okay. This is leave him alone. Um, series is 3-1. I think the next two games are in Memphis. They're going to need it in Memphis. Um, can't wait to see those games. <laughs> Life is already good for the GOAT, but when Tom Brady decides to officially retire, life after football is going to be great. Fox just announced that Brady has agreed to a long-term deal with the network and will be Fox Sports' lead NFL analyst when he retires. The statement also notes that over the course of this long-term agreement, Tom will not only call our biggest games with Kevin Burkhart, but will also serve as an ambassador for us, particularly with respect to client and promotional initiatives. Now, Burkhardt and Brady will fill the void left by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who left for Monday Night Football. Now, with a deal this great lined up for life after ball, how much longer would TB12 have the passion to even play football? The seven-time Super Bowl champ briefly hung up his cleats in February before announcing 40 days later that he'd be back with the Buccaneers for his 23rd NFL season. So TB12, the brand, check. The sports announcer, check. But what about TB12 in Hollywood? It's also been announced that Brady will produce and appear in a football-themed road trip movie titled 80 for Brady. He'll be joined by Hollywood icons Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. So back to what I said about life after football for the GOAT. It's going to be great. First of all, a couple of things. Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? I just started seeing seeing these reports earlier. It's and it's like, dude, you ha- he hasn't even. Well, he tried to fucking retire. You heard, and then came back thirty days later. It's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not done retiring. It's like, dude, you've already Fox has already offered him a commentating position worth. 310 year contract okay number one wait for him to retire and and like, like like they're already locking him in before he's even done playing he should be done and it's not be- and it's it's not because uh, he can't play anymore the dude can keep playing but it's like move aside that's what i said just go away you he's fallen in love with the fucking spotlight and needs his name out there um, number two, have you ever actually listened or seen any of his interviews? He's the GOAT. He's one of the greatest football players ever. He's the great one. Of, he is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, NFL player. But he's fucking corny. Not really that funny. And, you know, I kind of find this it's, it's, with a lot of these do, these athletes that are the top, top of the level. They're like when it comes to like interpersonal and like you know they're not really that great think about jordan jordan's greatest player killer but he was a fucking d 
stick as a teammate, and he was a horrible front office guy and coach, but was great. Who's another player? Um, I think of Jordan. Who else? Dude, Tom, Joe Montana. Dude, when he retired, every time he was like, come. no, he's not that. He came across as a fucking moron. Dude, Tom Brady will not make a good analyst, and you're, and you're bringing him in? To replace to replace Joe Buck and and uh, it was a Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and he hasn't even retired yet. I yeah I think it's a bad move. I mean, dude, like it's because here's the thing: it's like once you retire, like you're doing things because you want to. Remember, he doesn't need it. He has, he, dude, Brady, just fade to black. And then that other shit they're talking about, we're not making movies. Whatever that movie is, all these old ass ladies. Sally Fields, Jane Fonda, dude, aren't those ladies like ninety-two years old? I don't, I have want no want, need, or desire to even see whatever fucking movie that is. You know what, TB twelve, you've got the world. Just fade to black and enjoy it. But nah, these guys, they can't do it. But yeah, I, I say no on the Tom Brady being a commentator. He's fucking boring. Sarcastically speaking about sports, uh, good day, sir. Good day, sir. Good day, sir! You don't know about that, headhunter. Headhunter, son?